11th episode of All the Books. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And we are your host, and we're going to share with you book news, literary updates. Yeah. Okay. First, I've got your soda. Oh, God. I've got your Coke. I think hey, I should for was gonna forget. when I retire this bit. Well, I, it is we, time we to retire re- this is bit. Is it? You're right. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, oh, I, I've made fun of you. Now I feel like I'm not ready to retire. No, I've, oh, I've made fun of you with Coca-Cola okay. names and everything before. Ooh, I'm getting emotional. But okay. today, you and I... We're just alum. We're just alums. Yeah, just We're a couple just of alums. podcast alumni. Just a couple of alum chums. Yeah. All right, shall we open them together? Sure. Ready? One, One, two, two. three. Oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was going to be three and then open. I thought it was, was on three. One, two. Well, yeah. It's been a pretty busy week. It has feels been. like. Yeah. I mean, you saw true. Paul McCartney. I sure did. Everybody, Nick saw Paul McCartney. Yes. Yeah, it's not Paul related McCartney. to all the books, no. but I feel like he should mention it anyway. No. No. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. It was it was three hours of Paul McCartney yeah. singing songs. The cool thing was he did a lot of like really like kind of deep cuts, yeah. things that I didn't expect him to do. So, yeah. well, he's been doing it forever. That's true. So yeah, um, he sang he sang quite a bit from his most recent album, which is called New, which mm-hmm. we have here in the collection. So yeah. we got a lot of McCartney. I yeah. think it looks like you just started know. listening to his first Wings CD, right? Oh yes, I did. Yes, I got Wings Wildlife. Which I've been trying to get for years. Yeah. It's out of print. It's hard to get. And I got it. It was not worth the wait. It's yeah. a terrible album. But um, I wonder he's if allowed I'd, a bad album. I every wonder now if and I'd then. like The Wings. Because here's the thing. I think you would. I listened to Magneto and the Titanium Man. Yeah, and at for, first, Venus, I didn't like it. Venus and Mars. Right. I didn't like it uh, because it's just so weird. It yeah. like it doesn't really follow a pattern. Like you think it's one sound yeah, and it changes. And well, that's but then the more I listened to though. it, the more I got into it. So I'm wondering if maybe that's been my problem with. Paul McCartney and the Wings. It like, could be. Same thing with the James Bond. It's just theme. Wings. It's just Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh, well, wing. it's the same thing with uh, Live or Let Die. I didn't like it at first. <laughs> because uh, it's, it's so weird. Live and Let Die. What'd I say? Live or Let Die. Oh, yeah. Well, Live and Let Die. Yeah. The, the song, it does the same thing. It's like, oh, He's saying that at the concert, and there was all sorts of pyrotechnics, like yeah. explosions and stuff. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. You'd like Red Rose Speedway, I bet. That's, all right. That's what I would guess. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, so I did that, and then I also went to the big uh, statewide uh, library conference, the NILA conference, yeah, over did. in Lake Placid. You were our David A. Howe representative. That's right. That's right. I won a scholarship through our, our system. So okay, you didn't have to brag. System. You could have just said you went. Well, it was great. Yes, I mean, it was, Nick I just, won a scholarship. No, I appreciate the scholarship because <laughs> it allowed me to go. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it was great. Yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, you go and there's about eight sessions. And right. each, each session time, there's different options you can choose. So mm-hmm. I went to a lot of different things. Um, I had sort of picked some ahead of time. And then when I got there, I was like, man, this sounds so good. I want to go to this one. So mm-hmm. I went to a few different things than what I was planning to, but got a lot of good ideas good info nice. so yeah well, yeah it was a good experience yeah. it was fun i ran into a lot of the other people from the yeah. system who'd gone and just yeah. kind of see any, him across uh, the room hey and he like hey that's so. nick gunning of all the books yeah there was a lot of i was mobbed by fans yeah so. yeah that's no. good all right do you want to talk about where our bookmarks are bookmarks sure uh well i finished well last <laughs> week i was i was uh, reading karen slaughter's pretty girls which yeah. i just picked up on an impulse and last week, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'd read another one. By the end of the book, I outright hated it. Yeah. So... That's too bad, man. It's me. And I'm, I can... 
I like some some sort of light guilty pleasure, like James, like a James Patterson, you know, yeah. where it's not like high literature. It's just a. I fun, know where this is going. But this just didn't work. Yeah. You know, it was so many logical leaps, and it was like the the villain was just like evil for the sake of being evil, and mm-hmm. I just I didn't buy it. Right. And it's got a lot of praise, so there's probably a lot of Karen Slaughter fans out there that think I'm dumb or whatever, <laughs> but it was not for me. Uh, I moved on. I guess this is going to be kind of a negative thing okay. here because the next book I read, which was Sleepwalker Tonic, which I've mentioned a couple of times, the sequel to Nightmares. Oh, right. Yes. I really like Nightmares. Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel. He's, he's a co-author. who's I can't remember her name. But hmm. um, yeah, I did not like it. I'm sorry. Yeah. The first one was all about like they go into this dream realm and everything, and it was mm-hmm. cool and it was spooky, and the dream realm was still kind of present, but... This one was more of like a like a real low watt zombie tale. Okay. And it was kind of the, the whole the first one's all about like we have to guard this portal to the nightmare zone because it's the only way they can get through. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I, this is I guess maybe a spoiler, but it's like oh well, there's another portal, you know. <laughs> and the whole book was kind of about how they're. So I don't know. All right. I was disappointed. I'm sorry, man. Then I finished a graphic novel, Archie's Haunted House. Hey. So all right. yeah, different from the. Yeah. Betty and Veronica, yeah. Teen Morphs. I understand, but uh, it was good. I like that. It was good. All all creepy Halloween <laughs> stories. So not particularly creepy, but at yeah. least Halloween themed. So currently, I got another impulse book. I keep pushing back. Uh, is it head full of ghosts or room full of ghosts? I never can remember. I can't tell you. Okay, let's look right. I mean, now you don't together. want either of those things to be full of ghosts. No, 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 no. Yeah, it is Head Full of Ghosts All right. by, by Paul Tremblay. So that's my last of the last of my Halloween books. Yeah, you better hurry up because you have... Anyway, I picked up Murder House by James Patterson uh-huh. and David Ellis. I've been trucking through that. I'm about, I got about 100 pages left. Yeah. And this is definitely one where you have to just sort of suspend you, you know, your disbelief because, yeah. you know, there's a trial and it's like, there's no evidence. There's no way yeah. this would go to trial, you know, <laughs> so it's all... But it's fun. It's good. Yeah. It's a good thriller, and I'm yeah. I'm. It's definitely a page turner. So I've been enjoying that. Nice. That's it, though. I just have Murder what House on the docket right now. James Patterson with a co-author book a try. Well, I like NYPD Red. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've read the three NYPD Reds that are out so far, and I liked those. But I read Private, and I hated it. Right. So it's kind of all right, man. Well, I finished uh, Teen Morphs, <laughs> all two and a half pages of yeah. it. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, it was pretty harmless. Yeah. So it's true. Not, not really a scathing commentary, not no. really a, crit- a critical look no. at Animorphs Mm-mm. and its impact. Mm-mm. Those two girls are kind of ditzes, aren't they? Betty and Veronica? Yeah. Um, I mean... I mean, she's like, if I could turn into any animal, I would turn into an octopus yeah. and clean my room quickly. Yeah. It's like, look, that's not how it would work. If you were an octopus and you yeah. were on land, you would just be like a puddle of jelly. Yeah. You have no bones. Yeah. The only reason they look like the way they look is because they're underwater. Right. And then like. Well, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry that I didn't meet you. So which one? I. They seem like they're friends. Yeah. But it's been told to me they're not really friends. Well, I don't. But they're know. always I mean, fighting over. They are, are they fighting over? They're Archie? friends. They're they're friends, but uh-huh. they're kind of like I guess my wife calls them frenemies. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I guess is true. Yeah. But they do fight over Archie. I don't see how that Teen Morphs should be in a Halloween annual. Well, it's because, like, there's a few, there's just a few Halloween issues in it. It's just a regular, like, October issue. So I was okay. disappointed by that, too. It's not Halloween filled. <laughs> my, where my bookmark is is really just, I'm, I still haven't finished 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. Because it's just been a busy week. It's like a 200-page book. I know. Well, I've been doing things. I know if I just sit down, I can finish it in an hour and a half. Well, are you enjoying it? Yeah. 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 It's not the book's fault I haven't finished it. It's my own... Time management fault. Well, I, I didn't think well, it was Well, we watched Psycho fault. Tuesday. That's true. And what I have been doing is I've been I've been organizing my books on Goodreads. I like to read oh. things to, to get ready. Because f- once I finish this book, which is my last Halloween book, I, I realized I haven't read like any good sci-fi okay. and or fantasy in a bit. So what's on the docket? Uh, I've got to read Alloy of Law. That's the fourth Mistborn book. Okay. So I can get ready for the new one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I said I'm going to read Alloy of Law next, yeah. but I'm not. Oh. What I'm planning on reading next is actually Star Wars Dark Apprentice. So that's number two of the Jedi Academy trilogy. Oh. Because I've read the first one. And yeah. with the new Star Wars movie coming up, I've got to read the, as much of the Expanded Universe books as I can before the new movie comes and says, No! <laughs> so I'm gonna Jedi read... Academy trilogy is great. Corellian trilogy is also great. I'm going to... I'm actually going to read Jedi Academy 2 and 3 back to back. Are you going to read any of the ones that are like leading up to The Force Awakenings? I ordered Lost Stars for the teen collection. Okay. So I might read that one. What's the one that just came out after? after the math. one with like a thousand colons. You know colons. what? I was going to save this for when we talk about Star Wars, yeah. but I'm just going to say it. There's too many Star Wars books coming out. Yeah. It used to be They're like, oh, a new Star Wars book, a new Star Wars. But now it's like in one month you get like five new Star Wars yeah. books. There's no way to read them. Right. Um, and that's kind of a bummer. So I don't know. I might read the – I got the Jedi Academy. I've got a couple of the Rogue Squadron Oh, I've never read Rogue Squadron. I've got the first two. My friend Jesse likes those a lot. And I've got some, like, side stuff. I've mm-hmm. got uh, one that's, like, stories of the cantina, of the Miles oh, yeah, Eisley cantina. Eisley cantina. <laughs> so yeah. I might give that one a try. Yeah. But anyways, I've got David Brin's Existence on the docket, The Snow Queen by uh, Joan Vinge. i got I got to finish Blue Mars so I can finish the Mars trilogy. I've got to read Caliban's War, the second of the Expanse series. Anyway, it's well, all, that's all a, hopeful. Yeah, it's a big sci-fi docket. Yeah, man. Well, I've got my, my ghost one, like I said, but then I've been waiting to read Grisham's Rogue Lawyer. Uh-huh. I ordered my copy, and I've got it, but I have these other ones that keep getting in the way, and then I have... Um, That's the lawyer rep- who represents uh, the X-Men character, the X-Men character Rogue. Rogue. Whenever yeah. she causes somebody to go into a coma, yeah, he has to come exactly and be like, right. you Rogue's... signed a... I misspoke, because it's Rogue's... Right, Rogue's Lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Then I've got a, a Western... What if it was Rogue Lawyer Squadron? That'd be Star good. Wars Rogue, Rogue Lawyer Squadron. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge cross. That's a, that's a yeah. fan fiction waiting to happen. <laughs> okay. Submit your <laughs> fan fiction. Then I've got a, a Western by mm-hmm. J.A. Johnstone, The Devil's Bad Land, which is part of the Loner Steer series. Ooh. Those are my, like, on the docket Wouldn't books. any Devil's Land be Bad Land? Probably. Do you think the ever people like, ah, that land, hey. though owned by the devil, yeah. is a good land. We're on the devil's good land. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't I don't. Have to worry. That seems unlikely. Yeah, okay. All right, book news. Book news you can use. Yeah. All right, you want my... Uh, this is a nice transition <laughs> because I've got on my uh, report here books coming out. The first and one I have to mention is by your friend, Brandon Sanderson. It's Bands of Mourning, Mistborn number six. Yeah. That's coming out in January. Yeah. You January know what? 26th. When I talked about Mistborn, I had said Alloy Law was a standalone book. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm now wondering if that was book one and that well, these two are I've true. Read, I can't this, follow it. Yeah. I read that this book, Bands of Mourning is Mistborn 6, but it's like this the Alloy Age or whatever, okay. number 3. So I think right, it's kind so of... Maybe it is. So I'm I sorry I misspoke. Con- I think that they're connected, but right. I think the Alloy set is also kind of right. its own subset. Uh, we got one by Elizabeth Strout. Sure. She We're also a- friends. Yeah. 
She won the Pulitzer Prize a few years back for Olive Kitteridge. Sure. Her book, and then she did the Burgess Boys and a few other things. Mm-hmm. But my name is Lucy Barton. That's coming out January 5th. That's and Clint then, Barton's sister. Yeah, from, from, from the, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my old pal, Stuart Woods, mm-hmm. he's at it again. Yeah. See, I'm not friends with him, but you've got that covered. Yeah, still, so. yeah. Stone Barrington number, th- you want to guess? Were you about to say 30? I was. Three? No, 36. Wow. Stone Barrington number 36, Scandalous Behavior. Ooh. Yeah, coming out January 5th. Yeah. I'm behind in that series. I love it, but I'm behind, so I can't. What number are you on? No, oh, jeez. I kind of seven. <laughs> no, that's probably true. I've jumped oh, around gosh. a little bit in it. Okay, let's start with. Uh, I think I only got one kid's book, Diary okay. of a Wimpy Kid, Old School, coming out November third. Man, that kid writes a lot of diaries. Yeah. What? Which one is that? It doesn't say, but you know what? I'm gonna say it's like number ten. So again, all these books are coming out November third. So get your. I don't know, whatever bookstore you go to. Yeah. Oh, November 3rd is election day, too. So if there's an election in your town, don't forget to vote. Right, yeah. Do that, guys. Vote. (laughs) Also, bring a friend. Rock the vote. Yeah. Then your vote counts as two. Yeah. Well. I mean, I don't understand how that works. No, that's not. But if Billy D. Williams tells me that bringing a friend means my vote is two, who am I to disagree with him? Yeah. Why did Billy D. Williams tell you that? Uh, It was an 80s commercial. Oh, Okay. Remember? Yeah, no? Don't no, remember. I don't remember an 80s political Maybe Rock story. the Vote was different than Bring a Friend. Oh. Troublemaker, Surviving Hollywood and Scientology by Leah Ramini from King of Queens. Oh, yeah. Also, she's hosting Dancing with the Stars right now because mm. uh, Aaron Andrews is busy with sports. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention this and we're going to move on. Here's a book that's coming out for, and if you're interested, get uh, Crippled America, How to Make America Great Again by Donald J. Trump. Though I will say, I didn't know his middle name was Jay. I didn't either. Living with a seal. (laughs) You you think this is like Audrey. (laughs) Right. No. 31 days training with the toughest man on the planet by Jesse Itzler. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm going to stop picking books by authors whose last name I cannot pronounce. Oh, that's going to really limit the (laughs) field. (laughs) Maybe you're right. I wouldn't be able to mention anything. I'm like, there's no books coming out this week. (laughs) Are you sure? Nothing? (laughs) Nothing at all. (laughs) We got a nice shout out from our friends over in the Pen Yan Library. Hey, Pen Yan. Yeah, when they were coming back from the NYLA conference. Yeah. They listened to our, uh, what did they say on Facebook? They listened to the Stephen King episode. episode nine. And it stimulated some good conversation. Yeah. So... Oh, if I could be a fly on that wall. Yeah, I know. I want to know what they said. Yeah. So thanks for do you listening. Think it, do you think it was stuff about Stephen King books or stuff about like... Just our personal. Who would you like to hang out with more? Probably. Eric or Nick. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. That's I why I would want so. to be the fly. Yeah. Anybody who's like, oh, I like this Stephen King. I'm like, well, I got to fly away now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, like thanks, for the, thanks for the shout out. And hello to our Penyon pals. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You know what? It's funny. We mentioned Churchill last time. No More Champagne, Churchill and His Money hmm. by David Lau. Wow. It's about uh, how poor Winston Churchill was. No more champagne. He couldn't get it. The comedians, drunks, thieves, scoundrels in the history of American comedy by Cliff Nesteroff. (laughs) Only he spells Cliff K-L-I-P-H. That's That's a nonsense spelling. That is disgusting. (laughs) So. I mean, there's no H in my name. Yeah. So I I guess I can't talk. It doesn't say, I can't find a list of comedians who are in this. Oh. So well, I don't know how good it's going to be. We'll save, we'll save that magic for yeah. patrons looking for that book. Yeah. All right. Hey, man, I got all the nonfiction out. Okay. 
Here's a graphic novel. Amazing, fantastic, incredible. This is a memoir. Who do you think it's about? I'm gonna go ahead and say Stanley. It is a marvelous memoir of Stanley by Peter David. All right, here's the title. I'm gonna tell you what I wish it was. Okay. The Bazaar of Bad Dreams: Stories by Stephen King. Okay. So that's a short story collection, mm -hmm. I assume. Uh, I wish it was the Babar of Bad Dreams. Oh, yeah. Or like what, a nightmare version of Babar. What was the thing you said a couple of weeks ago, though? You were like, love your nightmares. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be another time. Yeah, love, love your, your nightmares. nightmares. Learn to enjoy them. By Eric Nichols, forward yeah. by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Michael. So that's short stories. Yeah. Drunken Fireworks is in that collection. That oh, one cool. That I, so maybe Nick says the, yeah, audio, the book. audio book for Ooh. Drunken Fireworks was terrible. So yeah. maybe this is the better way to go. Maybe it is. You said it might have been a good story. Yeah, I mean, the story wasn't bad. It was just that narrator. Oh my gosh. Okay. The Crossing by Michael Connolly. Oh, is that uh, Harry Bosch? Yes. Stars of Fortune, book one of the Guardians trilogy by Nora Roberts. Oh. So. She can't be stopped. No, she can't. I wonder what this means. Like the Guardians. I have no idea. The, that. Probably romance. Okay, so not the Guardians like. Um, of the galaxy. Or, right, them or no. like the Santa it's, Claus Easter Bunny no. Tooth Fairy setup no, from that, that movie. No, it's a love story starring Groot. <laughs> I am, I am Groot. Groot. Yeah. Well my, well, my name is Sandy, and I just moved into town. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I don't have time for a man in my life. <laughs> I am Groot. Well, I gave him a southern accent. Yeah, he was, he was, he's habituating. Yeah, was, he yeah. that's good. Yep. <laughs> oh, Mr. Groot, you do go on. I am Groot. You know just what to say. <laughs> Man, With apologies that. to Nora Roberts and yeah. whoever created Groot. Hey, this one has only me excited to talk about it. Okay. Sword Coast Adventures Guide. It's a D&D &D accessory. And by D&D, &D, for people who aren't nerds, you mean? Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Roll your dice, kids. Sword Coast is great. Okay. It's a great realm. It's part yeah. of the Forgotten Realms. Ooh. I'm just saying, it's yeah. where Baldur's Gate took place, and Baldur's Gate is one of the best uh, computer games of all time. Hey, is this what you mean, where when I'm not interested, I get really silent? Because now I see that. I see that happening. Man. Sorry, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. All right. Jonathan Kellerman. Yeah. Oh, we're moving on. Okay. Yep. All right. The Golem of Paris. Oh, this is by Jonathan Kellerman and Jesse Kellerman. Oh, hey. Is Jesse Kellerman his son? How would I know? Wife? Maybe. Daughter? Sure. Father? I doubt that. Hmm. <laughs> um... Jesse Kellerman's books, they kind of have that... You mean uh, Jonathan Kellerman? I, well, I mean, Jesse Kellerman's doing this one. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, uh, these books, they also kind of have that Clive Cussler design Do they? about them. Like yes. this one, it's the Eiffel Tower being struck by lightning. Ooh, look out. But a whole bunch of lightning. Mm -hmm. The Grown Up. Not The Grown Ups mm. with Adam Sandler. The Grown Up, a story by author of Gone Girl. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a short story. It's like yeah. a novella. See, that's, that's the sound you make when you are interested. Yeah, okay. So when I'm saying stuff and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. people know you're not interested. Okay. So. Well, they're probably with me, though, so. <sighs> just kidding. All right. So do you know about this? Yeah. Uh, it's a we, ghost story. We talked about this. It's, uh, right. It's the first time it's published as a I mentioned it in, in advance notices a while back. But All right. Yeah, it was collected in a, in a uh, short story collection a while yeah. back, but now it's just getting its own. Are you going to read it? Have you read her other stuff? Oh, yeah. The Dark Spaces, which creeped you out, right? It didn't creep me out so much. I just didn't, I just didn't like that one. Dark Places. I didn't like that one as much. Hmm. I loved Gone Girl, and I really liked um, Sharp Objects. Okay. I think they're probably just like, desperate for her to write a new novel. Yeah. And so they're like, what do we have that we can publish? Yeah. Ah! Yeah. But I'm still going to read it, so yeah. I well, guess Well, the Girl on the Train author is probably thrilled she hasn't written a new one yeah, in a while. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Avenue of Mysteries by John Irving. Hey, that was also on my list. 
Look at this. Woo. Yeah. Miss Ruffles inherits everything. Oh, boy. Nancy Martin. If Miss Ruffles is a dog, so help me. Is it? Yeah, I knew it. Miss <laughs> Ruffles is a dog. Looks I knew like a it. mutt, but she's wearing a crown. Well, that's like the reverse plot of the Aristocats. Yeah. Rich and flamboyant. The Aristocats. Hensley, the most colorful character in Mule Shop, Texas. <laughs> she dies of suspicious death. Oh, my gosh. Was uh, it Mrs. Ruffles? No. And engages oh. the whole town by leaving her worldly right. fortune to the most undeserved recipient. Her dog. Mrs. Ruffles. The incorrigible Ms. Ruffles <laughs> is a Texas now? cattle cur, not a cuddly lap dog. And mm. when Honeybell was alive, Miss Ruffles liked nothing better than digging up Honeybell's famous rose gardening after breakfast. I'm I'm having trouble remembering which one is the dog and yeah. which one is the victim. Ruffles. Honeybells. Honeybells is, is the lady. Is the, yeah, the lady. Well, guess what? Miss Ruffles is in danger. Oh no. And it's up to Sonny McKillop. What? The unwilling dog sitter to keep oh, her no. safe. She's unwilling though. It's a Bucking bull ride of an adventure for Sunny, and if is she's not like careful, she it might like just get killed hmm. of her heart. Oh, or her heart lassoed. Is she oh, gonna fall in love? she's gonna get her heart lassoed. Yeah. All right, uh, Sunny needs all the help she can get. All right, Miss Ruffles. Oh wow, with a killer on the loose and a cowboy lawyer keeping a suspicious eye on her. A cowboy lawyer. I mean, that's just good writing. Yeah. <laughs> So I would like to see a cowboy come into a courthouse yeah. and defend his client. This whole court's out of order. <laughs> I hold you all in contempt. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> like maybe the suspect is running. Case dismissed. <laughs> I want a scene in that, right? Yeah. Where the guy uh, being questioned, the yeah. suspect, he makes a break for it. Yes. And the lawyer. Cowboy lawyer. Lassos him. Woo. Pulls him down there. Yeah. And <laughs> So yeah. It's like, no more questions, yeah. Your Honor. Hold on there, partner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now we got to write a book. I know. About a cowboy lawyer. We certainly do. <laughs> I'm just oh, a simple be, cowboy. How about if it's called Overruled Buckaroo? <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's the okay. first book okay. of the series. Overruled Buckaroo. We need a name, like an actual character name oh, for yeah. this. So, uh, I'm going to say Clint okay. McGavin. Clint, Clint, Clint McGavin. McGavin. Cowboy, cowboy lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Bradley Cooper, call your agents. Oh my god, this is real. Wow, that's that's a good call. I know. I guess yeah, you'd want him a little bit younger, right? You would. Yeah, you, you want would. him like the Nicholas Sparks kind of leading man yeah. age. Yeah. So, Ooh. and I bet Bradley Cooper will age into the role as, yeah, as it will. goes on. And yeah. Like, All right. Well, today, yeah. in honor of uh, the the latest Spectre, yeah, James Bond movie coming out, we're going to talk a little bit about everybody's favorite spy. Agent 007 himself, James Bond. Yeah. We're going to talk about James Bond because, one, we both are big fans of James Bond. Big Bond fans. Two, it's a series of books. Yeah. Got the whole ball rolling. we're a book podcast. Yeah. I I know. I mean, we'll probably talk a lot about the movies. Yeah, we'll talk about the movies. So. So, there's been really three primary Bond authors over the years. Right, and the new one. The new Anthony. Yeah, if that becomes a series. But it all started with uh, Ian Fleming, 1953. So, Ian Fleming, he wrote 13 James Bond novels and then a series of short stories that appeared Mm -hmm. kind of throughout that run that appeared in Playboy and other magazines. Um, All the... uh, These were published from 1953 to 1966, so... They were... The last ones were... Published after he yeah, passed away. Yeah, posthumously, yep. All the, all the books of his original 13, you said? Yep. Yeah, all the original 13 have had their titles become movies now. Yeah, there's um, 
a lot of them are very different yeah. than the actual. In fact, in some cases, like Moonraker or The Spy Who Loved Me, yeah. actually have novelizations based on the movies that are written, yeah. even though they're <laughs> they're just the titles of right. those. Um, although there were some similarities with Moonraker. I didn't realize, but, but a short. Quantum of Solace is a Bond title. It is. It's a short story. Yeah, but it's absolutely nothing like that movie. Yeah. I thought that was a nonsense title. No. <laughs> All no. right. It's actually a really good short story, but it's, it's with James Bond at a, like a dinner party talking to this right. woman who's led this sort of tragic life. So it's a very atypical uh, story okay. because Bond is just kind of like he, chatting up with somebody. So he allows her... A quantum of solace. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that um, all the novels have been have had their names used for um, all the th- original thirteen movies. Right. Yeah, and most of the short stories have. There's actually there's four Ian Fleming titles that have never been used, and okay. they are the Hildebrand Rarity. That probably won't happen. Risico. Mm-hmm. 007 in New York. That probably won't happen. No. And Property of a Lady. Uh, no. I think Property of a Lady. I think Hildebrand Rarity is cool. Maybe it's an old fashioned. Maybe, game, but I feel like the uh, 007 in New York would have only worked in like 1972. Yeah, in, in the movies. Yeah. Like, guess what? James Bond is going to New yeah. York, and he's gonna be one fish out of water. Right. Of the Fleming books, I've read mostly in Fleming, uh, but I haven't read them all. I've read Casino Royale, uh-huh. Live and Let Die, Moonraker, Diamonds Are Forever. So those are the first four, and then I have a, a big omnibus of all the short stories called Quantum of Solace that came out with the okay. movie, and I've read most of those, and mm-hmm. I. I loved Casino Royale. You've read Casino Royale. I read. I listened to Casino okay. Royale. Well, how did you feel about that? Uh, it was good. Whatever game, because it, it isn't poker that they're playing. In no, the, it's a baccarat. The telling of the game was actually like a better part of the book because it was pretty intense. Yeah. So it's weird to listen to somebody just play cards. That's true. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to draw That's the right cards? I, I had a on the original Game Boy, like not a Game Boy Color or Advance or anything. Mm-hmm. The original. I had a James Bond game. And one of the levels, to defeat it, you have to like win a hand of Baccarat. And it's a really difficult game to play. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, 14 years old on my Game Boy being like, I guess I'll deal this card. <laughs> I never passed the level. <laughs> Was there ever a... Yeah. In conclusion, I never passed the level. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, the, the short stories, I think, in some ways, work a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, For Your Eyes Only is a great short yeah. story. Uh, and I, like I said, I love Quantum of Souls too, but it's but it's very different. So have, have you read other Flemings? Just the Casino Royale, but I mean, it was one of those books that I read. I'm like, it wasn't bad, and I just want to keep reading them. Because love, you can't really call yourself a Bond fan if you haven't at least read one. Yeah, but I now love, I want to read more. I loved Casino, but I kind of like I was Moonraker and Diamonds Are Forever. I did not like. The I books. heard Live and Let Die is actually a pretty good one. Live and Let Die is decent. So, yeah, and that's a pretty like funny movie. Really, like their movie. I don't know, it's pretty gritty. You think so? I think Are we talking the, about the same one? Live and Let Die is, I mean, it has that... Solitaire. Yeah. It okay. It has that shark, the, that shark scene at the end of that. Ooh. The shark scene? Yeah. You mean where he puts the shark propellant in the guy well, and he like, bad. explodes no, like a I, balloon? I was, the part that I, always, that I was like, ah, he ties James Bond and Solitaire you know, together, and then uh-huh. he takes that big knife and cuts oh, his yeah. arms all up. I mean, that's... No, I wouldn't count Live and Let Die as one of the grittier bonds. Really? Yeah. Oh, I definitely would. All the voodoo, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's one of the more... I feel like if because it has voodoo in it, you can't count it as gritty. All right. So... Well, I mean, com- comparatively to, like, Man with the Golden Gun or yeah. uh, really any of the Moors, I think it's probably the darkest of the Roger Moors, maybe for your eyes only. Uh, so that, that, was, that was the Bond stuff from 53 to 66. Yeah. When Ian Fleming died, they tried to pick it up a little bit with some other writers. Um, it's funny how it, those books were received when they first came out. 
like a lot of people calling them like smut or uh, JFK was a huge fan of the yeah that, that's kind of cool yeah you like knowing that yeah well the James Bond of the of the books is so di- I mean you when you picture like a Roger Moore or even a Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. as James Bond and you go back and read the books you're like jeez yeah he's awful yeah he's, you know he's, he's mean he's one of the interesting things in the books is that he has that scar on his face. Right. He's, his he face got that is cut. in the Casino Royale. Yeah. yeah. His face is cut as a way of marking him as a spy. And so yeah. for the rest of the books, he has to kind of deal with that. And that's totally absent in the, uh, yeah. in the movies. But So they tried, they tried a few other authors, and nothing really took off. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the late 70s, 79, when John Gardner picked it up. And he actually wrote 16 novels. Wow. So more than, more than Fleming. So, oh, because he also wrote some of the novelizations. He did a novelization of GoldenEye. License to Kill. License to Kill, yeah. Okay. Have you yeah. read the um, novelizations? Because you're I kind have. of a fan of reading movie novelizations. Yeah, I like novelizations. No, I haven't. Uh, well, I'm not there yet. But for Gardner, I didn't read any of Gardner's. Uh, I read a few of his books. I read Sea Fire and I read Cold Fall. And I liked them. You know, the difference, too, is that he's an American author. Yeah. And so there's... It just has a kind of a different flavor than Ian Fleming. It doesn't... They're very different, I think, right. from the Fleming books. They're good, but they're different. Yeah. Do you see any titles under John Gartner that you think would be good movie titles? Hmm. License Renewed for Special Services, Icebreaker, Roll of I Honor. Like, uh, I like Never Send Flowers. I always thought that was a good really? title. Uh, win, Lose, or Die, yeah, Scorpius. Kind of oh, I like this one. No deals, Mr. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so once... Have you read Gartner at all? No. Okay. Once we get... <laughs> Once he's done, then right. Raymond Benson takes over, and Benson had had written a like a James Bond encyclopedia, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they gave him the Bond novels, and he wrote nine of them from '96 to 2002. The Where only, you go, Benson? The only one that I've read of his was "The World Is Not Enough." The novelization, novelization. Yeah. and he also yeah, so he did "Tomorrow Never Dies," "The World Is Not Enough," and "Die Another Day." So they did want to novelize that one. Yeah. But was that a good novelization? Yeah, it was. I, I I feel like I really would have to read some of his originals before I say what. Zero minus ten. The facts of death. Yeah. High time to kill. Yeah. Um, actually, we're gonna steal that title for our cowboy lawyer. High time to kill is a good high one. time to kill yeah, is that great. Is a good one. Never dream of dying. Um, okay. And now, boy, he went out. Same with Pierce Brosnan. His last one was Die Another Day novelization. So that's not a good way to go out. No. Since Raymond Benson, there hasn't been anyone who really like picked up the mantle. They've tried a few times. They actually they approached Lee Child, who wrote, um, who continues to write the Jack Reacher series. Okay. They approached him several times to try to get him to do it. I actually think he'd be good, but you know he's got his Jack Reacher and he's not interested, so he said no. Yeah, he but some it. of the other authors, uh, Kingsley Amos, which mm-hmm. I think is actually a pseudonym, but he picked up with Colonel Sun right after Ian Fleming, but that didn't really take off. But some bigger names, Jeffrey Deaver wrote one. Yeah, Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche, That's a couple a, years ago. Yeah. Uh, then they, the, the estate hired Sebastian Falks to write one. Yeah. And that was interesting because that disregarded everything since Fleming and basically hmm. tried to be like the 14th Fleming novel. Oh. It even says like Sebastian Falks writing as Ian Fleming. Huh. And he picks up those threads. It's set mm-hmm. in the 60s. So it's a, it's a different one altogether. But there's only one. Yeah. Then it went to William Boyd, only one, and now... Solo. As we mentioned... Trigger Mortis. Trigger Mortis uh, by Anthony Horowitz. Yeah. So, but that one's cool because it uses some of the, um, some of the material that Fleming wrote for the uh, aborted TV series back in the 60s. Okay. That never went anywhere. So it actually has some original Fleming stuff in it. These are all neat. different publishers, too. Who's, who's it's bouncing team? all around. Yeah. I mean, the estate, I think, just kind of hires what they want. But Okay. Um, those are the main adult ones. And Trigger Mortis, as we found out, it's, it's a sequel 
specifically for Goldfinger because mm. he's uh, yeah, it's he, two weeks after in it. Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we can mention any of the Bond girls while keeping our clean rating. <laughs> so, no. Also, guess what, man? I didn't know about this. Uh, Charlie Higson, right? He wrote a young Bond series oh. of novels. Yeah. Which both makes me happy because now I totally want to read this. A little disappointed that it's not uh, the novelizations of James Bond Jr. There are novelizations of James Bond Jr. What? There's like six <laughs> James Bond Jr. novelizations. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The no, I'm not kidding you. But the that um, Silverfin, I think, is the first one of that. My little brother loves those. Okay. And so oh, I, back, we have some of his books. We have uh, like the Enemy, the Dead, the Fear, the Sacrifice. Yeah, those, those aren't those aren't Bond. But, no, but I mean we have his other stuff. But yeah. now, man, there's only um, one, two, I, three. Four, five, six. Yeah. Maybe a few more. There, there's only like six or seven of these. Yeah. I've got to get them. Yeah, you got to get them. I don't know much about this at all, but I know that there's a, one that's that's more for, you know, the, the audience is girls, and it's the Many Penny Diaries. What? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Why don't we have those? I know. There's all sorts of stuff. You with your, your, your the Lois Lane YA, yeah. I feel like the Money Penny one. Yeah, let's get them. Let's get the Money so, Penny So, man, Silverfin, Blood Fever, Double or Die. I yeah. like that. Hurricane Gold by Royal Command, Shoot to Kill. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. Silverfin, they actually made a graphic novel, too. It's like a YA graphic novel of Silverfin. Okay. The uh, the covers are pretty cool. Yeah, They're graphic are. artists. I know. Ones. They're cool. Um, oh, these these take place in the past. These yeah. aren't like modern day James Bond. This is 1933, like Silverfin. Yeah. They're uh, supposed to be really- 13-year-old James Bond arrives at Eton College for boys for the first time to continue his schooling. There he meets an American bully and his arms dealing father, Lord Randolph Hellebore. There's While on Easter break, Bond adventure continues in Highlands of Scotland, teaming up with Red Kelly. James finally reaches a castle and a lock and discovers a deadly secret. Ooh. Yeah, the author pour, kind of poured through the Fleming stuff and tried to get every little mention of his youth and, and tried to, you know, make it gel with that, which I think is a cool I wonder, approach if you're going to do it. Yeah. But let's talk about James Bond Jr. Yeah. Just briefly. All right. Let's, did, you, did you watch James Bond yeah, Jr.? Yeah, I used to watch James Bond oh Jr. I remember one, one of his, uh, one of his uh, gadgets on James Bond Jr., the cartoon, yeah. was spikes would come out of his shoes so he could, like, climb walls. Yeah. But in the episode... He was on a bunch of logs and they were rolling down a hill, so he's like running on uh, it. Yeah. But his shoes spike out, and so he gets caught in one and he falls. And you think like James Bond Jr. is in trouble. It actually, I remember it not being around for very long, but there are 65 episodes. There are not. There are. No, they're not. But it's not on DVD or anything. I had a I had a VHS tape. Who owns the rights to James Bond Jr.? <laughs> I had a VHS tape of a couple episodes that I like wore out. Please sell them to us. Yeah. But it stars James Bond Jr., who's supposedly James Bond's nephew. Yeah, that doesn't wink, make, that wink. doesn't make any sense, <laughs> yeah. considering. And then it's like Q's grandson is there, and right. a, a relative of Felix Leiter, like his son or nephew yep. or something. Um, but then, actually, a lot of the classic James Bond villains actually show up as themselves, like yeah. Jaws and Goldfinger, and even Doctor Dr. Doctor No. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah. It says one season, sixty-five episodes. Wow. How do we get this on I DVD? Also, I played the uh, original like eight bit Nintendo. Yeah, it says that one. Games. It was also twelve issues of a Marvel comics. Yeah, I think I read the comics. Six novelizations. I haven't read any of the novels. How are, how are we not? Look, let's just stop recording yeah, right let's now. Do it. Go find all sixty-five let's episodes find them of this. All. So this, they were doing this in ninety-one. So this, for a while, was the only thing carrying the Bond torch. Yeah, because, I guess that's true. Um, that's in that break. license to kill kind of stopped the franchise. Yeah, like <laughs> license for like to six, kill a franchise. Eight years, right? It was a long time. That's rough. Yeah, and then old um, Pierce. Yeah, 
what I like I like all the names of the characters in this. So you got uh, Horace IQ. Yeah. Uh, he's Q's grandson. Tracy Milbanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon Leiter, or as they call him, Gordo. Gordo. Is he? What is he? Felix's son? Possibly the son. Oh, uh, okay. They never say. Yeah, all they right. never say. Okay. I got to read some of the Bond girl names on this though. Lotta De Niro, <laughs> Shelly Casing, uh-huh. oh, Marcy Barracoop, I don't get Terry that. Firma, <laughs> Haley Comet, oh, man. Wendy Day, yeah. Sergeant Victoria Province. Uh, I, wow, those are great. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like Daphne Goodgrades. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's almost like a Captain Planet style yeah, name. Right. Hoggish Greedily. Loot and Plunder. Loot and Plunder. Yeah. Those were like contemporaries, Captain Planet and James Bond Jr. They were like all around yeah. at the same time. Look, the point is, that's our podcast. James, uh, James all Bond. the James Bond Jr. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just talk about every Folks, freaking tune in. episode yeah. of James Bond Jr. Wow, how did we end up getting way more excited about that than it's just, anything I mean, else we've talked me, about? For me, that's like nostalgia. You know, that, yeah. that was a big... I had an action figure. He was orange. Mm-hmm. He had a parachute. Okay. He jumped out in the parachute. It was great. Well, the of the recent books, I mean, the Anthony Horowitz one is kind of... I mean, it's such a terrible title, yeah. Trigger Mortis, but, and I wasn't too, I, I didn't really like House of Silk, his uh, new take on Sherlock, but, but I'm kind of curious about Trigger Mortis, so we okay. have it, it's, yeah. it's been ordered, I don't know if it's here yet, but uh, okay. we'll have that. I thought I saw check it. Check it out. Is it? Okay. Anyway. All right, so that might be worth reading, and I always wanted to read Raymond Benson's. I thought Zero Minus Ten was like the coolest title, and yeah. I don't know why, but I always. It'd be negative ten. Yeah, it would be. I always like that one. <laughs> I want to read, I'd like to read a little bit more Gardner, because I read those when I was probably in high school. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them recently, so yeah. I might like them a little better now. Yeah. Well, for me, I gotta, you know, I've got to read more Fleming. At least oh, I've got to yeah. read. We do have, and let die. we have all of these. I mean, we have all the Flemings down in the stacks. We have a lot of Benson. We have a lot of Gardner. Mm-hmm. So first, the first kind of a, this is sort of a forgotten thing, but yeah. the first appearance of James Bond, in like actually in film. Yeah was uh, a take on Casino Royale. Yeah. It's a TV movie. It is a TV movie. Yeah, it's about an hour long. Black and white. Yeah, Barry Nelson, who's uh, is in The Shining. Yeah. I can't remember who he plays. He's the guy who, like, owns The Overlook. That, okay. That, but anyway, Barry Nelson plays James Bond, but they flip it so they that Bond is, a, is an English, or a, an American. He's American, yeah. And Lighter is the British agent. They call Felix. him Jimmy Bond. They do. Not exclusively, Ugh. but, like, Felix, who's his friend, is like, Jimmy, hey, yeah. you know. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not boring. Uh-huh. Certainly the Daniel Craig one does a better job of it. Of Casino uh, Royale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, but then the movies. Yeah. All right, so we don't have time to go through every single movie, though Nick and I can promise you we could go through every single movie. Yeah, we definitely So could. instead, let's go by actor. I mean, which we would anyways, but all right. Yeah. Well, you know what I would like to do? This, we, okay. We typically, um, I always like to know your first experience with James Bond. Okay. So, I mean, mine was James Bond Jr., but yeah. aside from James Bond So we Bond can't Jr. talk to him, because that would be mine too. James Bond Jr., yeah. well, we already covered. All right. So what was the first movie that you saw? Uh, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Because okay. as a kid, I played... Uh, GoldenEye 64 oh on the gosh. Nintendo 64. The greatest video game of all time. I played, I played that... To the point where it was like reflex yeah. uh, when I was going through levels. Because I replayed that. I did all the multiplayer. Yeah. Did you unlock the, the secret levels? I unlocked the secret levels. Mm-hmm. I played um, all the levels on the campaign mode, normal and hard. Yeah. And when I, got, when I started playing, I got so good at multiplayer, my friends would always do three against one. Like the official team, so they couldn't even turn on each other. Yeah. And I would still just 
clobber them and always get like most lethal, most yes. deadly, and it was awesome. <laughs> that was a great game. Well, that's that's a cool yeah. one to start. That's I mean, one that's of those great places. Because of that, we ended up. My mom rented me GoldenEye, and it was on VHS at the time. Yeah, but we watched that, and it was funny because it was almost like a video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. Because, but I mean, it was. Yeah, but that it was, was ninety five. Did you watch it in ninety five? No, because the game came out in ninety seven. Oh, did it? So okay. I probably didn't watch it until like. 99, 2000, okay. because she also rented us That's Tomorrow Never Dies and then World Is Not Enough. GoldenEye is an interesting turn in there because, I mean, like you said, dun, there was dun, a dun, big dun. gap. It was a six-year hiatus with Timothy Dalton. Yeah. You know, they're going back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, allowed Brosnan to come in. But the interesting thing there is that they offered Living Daylights to Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he couldn't do it. He was doing Remington Steel. And it was like all but canceled. Yeah. But then when everybody found out he was going to be James Bond, they yeah. were like, let's watch Remington Steel, which spiked the ratings. Yeah. And they renewed it. For a season. And Brosnan had to lose it. Yeah. So he, it would have been Brosnan in Living Daylights and License to Kill. And I yeah. can't even imagine Brosnan in License to Kill. It's well, hard for me to picture. He, I mean, with GoldenEye, he starts pretty, I mean, yeah, he makes jokes and stuff. He's closer to the Dalton. Yeah, he's, he's pretty You're hardcore right. in those movies. He's got that edge about Still, him. Still, I think that would have been, he would have been really young in Living Daylights. Yeah, he, I mean, he would have been Remington Steel age. Yeah. So, no, I think GoldenEye was the better one for him. Yeah, I in. think it was too. Well, my first was Tomorrow Never Dies, and I loved it. And it's, wow, so I but I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. First one I saw in theaters was Die Another Day. Uh, ugh. Sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies to me was like, it still is probably Tomorrow one of my at least top three, if it's not fun. my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, well, we'll save favorites for a bit. Yeah. But Tomorrow Never Dies really got me excited. Yeah. And, that was all, and that was coming off of your uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, Terry sure. Hatcher yeah, crush. Terry Hatcher's in that so too. So you're like, Terry Hatcher yeah, and James Bond. Everything. That was yeah. great. It was almost fan fiction for you. Yeah. Like, what if Lois Lane like, and James Bond? Well, there's a, do you remember the episode? You probably don't. There's a, there's a James Bond episode of Lois and Clark where. Where uh, it's like a dream sequence or something, but there's a cool poster of like a James Bond poster, but it says the name is Man, Superman. So pretty cheesy. Yeah. But Terry Hatcher played like a Bond girl in that episode. And then she played cool. a Bond girl. But Tomorrow Never Dies, and yeah. from that I was hooked. Yeah. You know, and then I went back and watched like everything. Yeah. So let's talk Connery. All right, all right, we're gonna do Connery films. How do you feel Should about Connery? Should we just do what? Tell me this. What is your favorite Connery film? My favorite Connery is probably Thunderball. That's a good one. So. Goldfinger is good, but it's not the best Bond. Everybody acts so. like no. Goldfinger is the pinnacle of Bond films. Every movie should pay homage and try yeah. to be Goldfinger. I don't think that at all. Yeah. I think Thunderball is a better movie. I think Thunderball is better, too. I think I think Thunderball is probably the best of the Conneries. But Dr. No is a really good one, I was just going to say, my favorite is Dr. No. Oh, okay. If I was going to watch a Connery, I would choose Dr. No. I don't... I mean, I've never... I know uh, Promotion with Love always gets a lot of play, yeah. too. Yeah. I find that one. It's a slow one. Odd and dull, and that really? like forty-minute gypsy fight scene, I'll never <laughs> understand. The uh, the train fight's cool. Yeah, the train fight is cool. It's got oh. some iconic moments. All right, let's I, see if we can agree the worst Connery film. Well, Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. I mean, yeah, You Only Live Twice to me is very forgettable. Yeah, but I think Diamonds Are Forever is just campy and bad. Yeah. I don't think there's. I love the song, but Diamonds I think it's are forever. Yeah, that wasn't an invitation, but oh. yeah, I do. Um, That's you're right. right. You lo- you ever you only live twice. It's probably most memorable now because of Austin Powers. That's true. Because that's the one yeah. they just they just rip. Yeah. With uh, Doctor Evil. Yeah, and that's that's definitely true. Yeah, it is. It's rough. You um, know, I think that um, 
Honor Majesty's Secret Service is actually one of the best James yeah. Bond films. So that, that's kind of fun because you can't just go like, oh, it was Connery, and then it was more. You have to go, it was Connery, it was Lazenby, yeah. and then it was Connery, Connery. and then yeah. it was more. Then it was more. But yeah, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is really good. I don't. I mean, you, you always hear that when you read about it, you hear that he was like difficult. Yeah. But that they'd offer him a picture deal and he was like, no. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, because he didn't think, because uh, he didn't think Bond was going to last in the hippie revolution. Well, I, yeah, I think that they didn't, I think that they didn't give Honor Majesty's Secret Service a chance to really like stand on its own. Because yeah. if you remember, right before the credits, he kind of oh, winks to yeah. the camera and he's it's, like, this never happened to the other guy. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, breaking the fourth wall on us. And then his, and then the scene in the office, he goes through and looks at his mementos and it's like Honey Rider's knife, yeah. like all the Connery stuff. And it's yeah. like, we get it. Yeah, we you're, you're different. It. And then he doesn't even, I don't know if you know this, mm. but um, when, he goes, when he goes off and he's at, uh, undercover as Hillary Graves, he doesn't even do the dialogue. The voice is all dubbed. What? Yeah. Oh. It's not him. Huh. He, they do, because they, they do, the, the person he's uh, going undercover as actually provides the voice. So it's oh. like half the time you're not even hearing him. Hmm. But it's a cool, it's a cool, cool movie. Yeah, I mean, Diana Rigg is, yeah. is his it's wife. It's got a sweet uh, main theme song. The yeah, it's got one of the great one. ski scenes. Yeah, ski. It's a good movie. Yeah, he's Honor. a weird Bond, but it's a good movie. All right. So let me go to Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I'm going to make this statement here. Yeah, here it comes. That Roger Moore is my favorite. Boom. Always has Drop been. Drop the mic. I, yeah. I just. You didn't for, even start with them. No, that's true. That's true. And yet somehow it became your favorite. I just like that that era, and I think the thing with Roger Moore is that like, like Timothy Dalton, for example, I think is so far on the other side of being like a gruff, tough James yeah. Bond. He believes of, everything he's doing can work. Yeah, you so. lose, but you lose the 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 sort of suave, cool, like humor yeah. side of Bond, which I think is important. Best of the Roger Moores. Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, I'd have to say that. Spy too. Who Loved Me is probably one of the best Bond films so of all time. That's the it's one. It's in my top three. Uh, me too. Spy Who Loved Me and Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm Spy Who Loved like, Me has Ugh. a great song, great opening uh, yeah. ski scene. Yeah. It has that awesome, I mean, I don't know how other people feel about it, but that Lotus helicopter chase yeah. where he's in the car, yeah. there's that shot where they're like chasing and it's a high speed race and then the helicopter just comes yeah. off and yeah. the soundtrack kicks in like, yeah! yeah. That, so is, that's that is a great movie. Yeah. I also love For Your Eyes Only. That is a I good one too. It. Those are probably the, the best ones. Yeah. yeah. All right. Worst more ones? This, this is interesting for me. I want to know what your, your least favorite more film I, is. I think... I mean, it's hard not to say Moonraker because it's so cheesy, but I feel like... It is cheesy. I feel like I enjoy Live and Let Die the least. Okay. That's probably going to be my... That's probably my least the, favorite. The problem with Live and Let Die is it's just so racist. <laughs> that's true. More gets kind of a bum rap. You know? I feel like people think, like, oh, those are the goofy movies. They're not the serious I think they ones. All, they all come around. Um, and, I mean, the new movies, they He did the most. Be, he did. He did seven of them. Yeah. Way to go. I don't think anybody's going to be able to top that. It seems unlikely now. So, I mean, I mean technically Connery did seven. If you count Never Say Never, I but I don't think Never anybody wants again. to yeah. count that. Dalton. Timothy Dalton, Dalton. comes in for two Ooh. films. Uh, I don't You hate, think Moore gets a bum rap? I think Dalton gets a bum rap. I think now people are sort of feeling like, oh, Dalton people, was ahead of his time. Yeah, that's true. People yeah. are like, oh, I love Daniel Craig. He's so tough. He's yeah. so no-nonsense. He just... It's kill or be killed with Daniel Craig. It's like Timothy Dalton yeah, did that first. He did. Those mo- if those movies and that plot and like all that kind of stuff had come out, with, if Daniel Craig had done that now, yeah. nobody would say anything. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, License to Kill 
is basically quantum of solace. Only yeah. it's a good quantum of solace because yeah. it all makes sense. Right. I I like living daylights. You like living daylights. That's like, probably since the kill was always so like it's dark. dark. It's dark and, and gritty. I just it was not. That's what I an wanted. appropriate use of the word gritty. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of killing, a lot of blood. I mean, you watch Felix get eaten by oh, a, the, he, he loses his leg, yeah, the and then you never thing. see him again yeah. in the rest of the movies because yeah. he's got one leg. I mean, right. his wife is. Uh, Felix's wife is killed. Felix is kind of a fun character. Yeah. Has anybody played him twice? I don't I don't think anybody has. I thought originally. Oh, somebody. Well, some, the new guy. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright has. <laughs> Felix is played by the same actor in um, Live and Let Die and License to Kill. Nice. Isn't that weird? Look at that. That's the a, Dalton films are doing that too. That's a long, that's a, that's a 16, yeah. no, Live and Let Die, Roger Moore in 73 oh, and then okay. again in 1989. It's a 16-year gap. Between playing Felix. Yeah. I always like the Felix character. I like when he shows up. Yeah. He's cool. He's, I really like him in the new, in the Daniel Craig's. Yeah. All right. So. So wait, who's your favorite Bond then? Uh, we're getting to that. Okay. Because we get to Goldeneye. Here's Brosnan. Here's Brosnan. He's my favorite. Yeah. That's respectable. He, he's I, my, I, think that's... I mean, he's my first Bond. Yeah. And I mean, I played as him in Goldeneye 64 yeah. all the time. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I like the movies. I yeah. like I think he had, I mean, he's got the look down. And I think he has that, like, Timothy Dalton doing the aggressive mm. killer kind of thing. And I think he also has that more doing the sly. I think he I think the only one he doesn't channel is Connery, and maybe I appreciate that. Yeah. I think he's got the best blend. I think that's fair yeah. to say. The, the tough and the humor, I think he's... Yeah. You watch Die Another Day, and I think maybe he was getting a little too old to mm. be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would have liked him to do at least one more movie. Me too. After. I would have liked to him have him get a fifth one under his belt, go out on, like... Yeah, on okay. top. Dying I don't think. Days. I don't think a lot of the Bonds get to go out on a top film. I mean, Connery goes out on Diamonds. Diamonds are forever. Moore yeah. goes out on a View to a Kill, which isn't terrible, but it's yeah. not like one of the better ones. Yeah, For Your Eyes Only would have been a better. Yeah, that would have been a good one to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably The World Is Not Enough at that time would have been a better film to get out than Dying mm-hmm. of the Day. Though mm-hmm. Dying of the Day made the most money, so what do we know? Yeah. But yes, Brosnan's probably my favorite, and I think I think it's weird. It seems like it's coming around that people are really mean and critical to Brosnan as a Bond. Really? Yeah. I, online, people are like, oh, the worst Bond is probably Brosnan. I'm like, shut your face. Yeah. So, out of all the Brosnan films, which one's your favorite? Tomorrow. Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah. Moore wasn't a contender. You'd probably say Brosnan. Oh, I would. He's definitely yeah. number two. Yeah. Jimmy. Danny Craig. And then we got Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. And his uh, three with now four films. Yeah. So, oh, your least favorite Brosnan film? Oh, die another day. Die another day. Easily. That yeah. one, I loved it when it first came That's out. Funny. I thought this I, was. I thought it was so like. I'm like, it has a sun-powered laser beam. There's an ice palace. There's I, here's okay. Here's an invisible about, car. <laughs> I will say for die another day that it has one of the best opening sequences. I think. Yeah. A Bond going into prison and his yeah. time in prison. That is an intense way to start. Yeah, a movie. the opening credits are great. And then unfortunately, it's followed by the film, but die another day. Yeah, that's true. Which is not good. Yeah, now now it's definitely one of the worst ones. It's probably yeah. like one of the worst all around. I would say Bond yeah. films. That's too bad. It's I'd too bad, Bryce. There. I think they all have an overall like one of the worst Bond yeah. films under their belt. Yeah. We know Daniel Craig does. Yeah. But anyway, it's oh. easy to say, well, maybe it's not. It's easy. I know what your, your favorite Craig film. Oh, I'll say Casino. Yeah, yeah, me too. Casino Royale. It's the best one. Skyfall was really good, but I mean, Casino Royale's the better one. Yeah. If that was the only film he had made, it would be one of the best. It would. I mean, it's, it's probably in my top three yeah. as well. It's strong. I like that they I like that they rebooted. I think that was wise. Yeah. I like that they kept Judy Dench, which was an odd choice, but I think yeah. it was a good one. Yeah. She's great. I don't know what the heck Quantum of Solace was. 
Whew. I don't. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I, Quantum of Solace is licensed to kill with no, <sighs> with no direction. I just think, like, I, I honestly could not tell you the plot of that movie. Bond's angry. There's oil. There's oil. They have an interesting relationship, Bond and M, in those movies. It's kind of different. With Daniel Craig and her? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's almost like a resentful mother, resentful yeah, son kind of relate. More yeah, so. They sort like, of need each other. Yeah, like in the Brosnan ones when they bring in Judy Dench, it's definitely like a, she just thinks he's a misogynist. Right. And stupid and outdated. Yeah. And he just has never cared about anyone in that right. position. And, but with this one, like, Daniel Craig definitely has an affection yeah. for her. Yeah. But definitely well, wishes he definitely see in Skyfall. Yeah. But you can sure. tell he kind of resents having that affection. Yeah. <laughs> so I the thing that I don't like about the Craig stuff that they've done so far is try to distance themselves so much from the James Bond. It was nice in legacy. Skyfall to see Q. Yeah. To see a Q. Yeah, Even well, though it's like, you know, the young giggy one. I the, mean I didn't mind. The that. cool thing about Skyfall is the way they set up the James yeah. Bond that we like yeah. know and love. That was cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, Inspector, yeah. seeing that really I, I'm, come together. I'm glad they got Ralph Fiennes. He's going to be yeah, interesting Yeah, that's, that's a cool choice. Yeah. I don't hate him, but I've never quite... He's never felt like James Bond to me. And I think that's a minority view. Yeah. And I'll accept that. But Yeah, I know a lot of people who say he's like their favorite. And I get it, because he's like... he's. I mean, if you think... He's probably... Uh, I mean, maybe Timothy Dalton, but he... Daniel Craig might be the closest to the James Bond of yeah. the books. Yeah, that's probably true. I think. He's definitely like a killer. I'm, yeah. If there's any emotion in him, I haven't seen it no, yet. No, I haven't either. Outside of, like we said, with M. Now, one of my favorite James Bond scenes of all time, though, is that foot chase at the beginning of Casino. That's everybody's favorite Bond scene of all I mean, time. that is a great scene. Yeah. I love it. That scene, and it's it's true in the book, too. It's maybe even more cringeworthy in the book, but the scene with Bond tied to the chair okay, and all right. swinging the rope. All right, oh, let's not, anyway. That is an upsetting <sighs> scene. You could tell, you, when I saw Casino Royale in theaters, you had a great idea of how many men yeah. were watching Casino Royale. <laughs> like, compared oh, to, God. Yeah, because yeah. Yep. it was just a unanimous, like, all of us like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Tell him, tell him whatever he wants. <laughs> give him. He's not worth it. Wants. She's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's I could a not, tough scene. Yeah. That is a tough um, scene. Casino is a very faithful adaptation of the other yeah, book. It's probably like one of the most faithful yeah. of all of them. Maybe Thunderball. Of the James Bond? No. Casino is definitely more. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's, it's beat for beat. I mean, that is a close adaptation right. of that. Are book. you excited for Spectre? Oh, yeah. 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 I can never tell with you when you're excited about movies. If I'm I asked excited. you right now if you I were excited Bond. about Star Wars, I'm, I see. I don't know. I Are don't know. you? I don't know either. That's the thing. I don't know <laughs> about right. how I. But feel But you're about excited that. for Spectre. Yeah. Even though Daniel Craig isn't one of your favorite ones. Right. And you didn't love. I mean, he always looks like he's sucking on like a lemon head yeah. or something. I'm Daniel Craig. <laughs> I just ate a lemon. Yeah. I still <laughs> hate. I get with. I get what they were doing with that scene where they're like, he orders the martini and they're like shaking or stirred and he's like, do I look like I care? Yeah. Like, no, you look like a duck, but you should care. You should care because yeah, you you're could, James if Bond. If you were that waiter, you would have been like, you do, sir. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You would have been the most influential person in that Probably. Film. Do you remember they in, in the very early, only the first two movies, James Bond has like a girlfriend named Sylvia. Do you remember this? No. Okay. She's... She plays the same character in both movies, and she's kind of like, the, they have this understanding. She's like the girl at home, and she's like tough like him. And originally, they were, gonna, they were kind of planning for Bond to have this like girl who, you know, he, go, he goes out and he has his flings and everything, but she's the one he comes home to. Right. And they did it for two movies, and they were like, I don't think so. Wow. And she just never came back. She should have turned out to be a Spectre agent. Yeah. That would have been good. So she's one of the lesser known recurring characters. So, favorite Bond, favorite movie? 
Favorite Bond is going to be Brosnan. Okay. Favorite Bond film. That's so hard. I'm going to have to give top three. All right. Can I? I, I can't. Wanna, I want your impulse. Like what? It doesn't have to be your favorite. <laughs> if you were going to say you got to watch this movie, it would be. GoldenEye. Okay. But yeah, I'd say GoldenEye. But okay. the thing is, Casino Royale and The Spy Who Loved Me are in GoldenEye. They're all like, just like what I love yeah. about Bond films. So it's always hard to pick one. Sometimes I think I would say The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Because it's the most... It's the classic out of all of those, and it's got so much cool stuff to it. I think I'd go Spy Who Loved Me, and nice. definitely Roger Moore. Yeah. So. All right. What would, well, what would the other two be if you had a top three? Because oh I think that's, that's that's difficult. Yeah. I, I think I would put Honor Majesty's Secret Service in there. Wow. I love it. I think it's a great one. Okay, so you'd say Spy Who Loved Me, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Are you going to put a Brosnan or a Craig film in there? Are you going to put Casino Royale, or are you going to put I think Tomorrow? I might put Tomorrow Never Dies. Wow. Okay. Tomorrow Never Dies is great. Yeah. All, all the none, none of the Brosnan films outside of GoldenEye get enough credit for how cool they are. It's true. All right, man. We yeah. talked a whole lot about Bond. We did. As I knew we could. Yes. We've, yeah. That's true. So, uh, well, so we're, like I said, we're gonna grab our we're gonna grab our Benson books. We're gonna yeah. grab our all the Flemings. We're yeah. gonna grab John Gardner. We'll have a great James Bond display. So stop in and yeah. check out lots of the of the yeah. books. Get to know the books. And I we're seeing Spectre. The so this will come out the week. Spe- Spectre is coming out. Yeah. So I guess we won't be able to review it then. When does Spectre open? Next Friday. What the date? The, uh, it comes out November 6th. November 6th. Yeah. All right. Excited? Yeah. So what do we got going on at the library next week? All right. So we've got our after school tabletop board yeah. games right. from 3 30 to 5 30 mm-hmm. in the Monday Club room. And uh, we get a group. We get a good amount of kids. I had to get my wife to come help me because it was at the point where it was just me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like, you know, we have games like Clue and Monopoly, and the kids know how to play that. But I yeah. also bring a bunch of different games. So it's hard to, like, teach 12 kids who are playing three different games how to play a game mm-hmm. while also interacting with them. So she came to help me out. Our November teen book club for mm-hmm. 12 to 18-year-olds is Cinder. Oh. So. Okay. Who's that by? Marissa Mayer. All right. I hope that's right. I've got next week is uh, we're meeting to to talk about Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. It's kind of the end of our Halloween yeah. season, so we're talking about Salem's Lot Monday the second uh-huh. at three. Then we're finishing up in the other book club. We're doing uh, Rainbow Rowell's Landline, which yeah. we meet for that a little later in the month. Okay. Tech class. Uh, it's going to be on podcasting. Oh really? Yep. Oh that's fun. So this will come out in the next week. So that's November not second the ninth. No, November 2nd is eSports, November 9th is podcasting. Yeah, November 9th, I'm doing a class on iTunes U, which is iTunes University, okay. and podcasting. So, cool. like, touring, you know, podcasts you can listen to and how you can listen to them. But maybe making your own podcast. Yeah, maybe. Because it's what, I mean, there That's we go. Right. That's our thing. If, you, if you're digging what Nick and I are putting out there... Yeah. And you want to, you know, do your own content? Don't steal any of our sweet no, ideas. No, no, it's too good. Maybe that's how we should do. Speaking of our sweet ideas. Maybe. Oh, NaNoWriMo. We are an official oh, right. yep. uh, NaNoWriMo yep. write-in spot. So Mondays, 6 to 8. Yeah. Uh, you can come in and write. And Saturdays, 10 to 12. Yep. So there will be other people participating in NaNoWriMo. And you can yeah, So come stop. Here. If you're a writer and you want to pound through yeah. some words, stop in the library. Yeah. 50,000 words. 30 days. We can do it. Sure. Well, as always, we, we want to hear from ideas. you. So if you... We, we'd love to hear from you uh, yeah. regarding James Bond. So if you got a favorite James Bond book, yeah. let us know. Let us know who your favorite yeah. James Bond actor is. Yeah. Let us know your favorite movie. We want to hear from you about James Bond. So yeah. let, let us know ever. what you think. So you can, uh, on Twitter, we're at All the Books Show. Yeah. 
Facebook is David A. Howe Library, just the regular yeah. Facebook page. You can email us at wellsville at stls.org. It'd be cool to hear from somebody who's like been reading the Bond books as they've been coming oh, out yeah. for like ever, you yeah. know, to see how he feels about them still. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. We'll have a lonely book that requires your love. <laughs> uh, and yeah, any more uh, top three or your favorite books of all time? Also, go ahead and send those in. So we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.